This is no April Fool's joke. Our March membership campaign was so successful that we're extending it through the entire month of April. Enjoy 50% off the regular monthly or annual membership price. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code NOFOOLING, one word, to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a limited time offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code NOFOOLING to receive 50% off. Thank you. It's April 18th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. The Guardian reports that a U.S. diplomatic convoy came under fire in Sudan in an apparent attack by fighters associated with Sudan's paramilitary rapid support forces. The U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, has said in an incident he described as reckless and irresponsible. Blinken said the convoy that came under fire was flying U.S. flags and all in the convoy were safe. We have deep concerns about the overall security environment, he said at a press conference in Japan, where he attended a G7 meeting of foreign ministers. The incident on Monday prompted a direct warning from Blinken, who separately telephoned the RSF leader and Sudan's army chief, to tell them any danger posed to American diplomats was unacceptable. According to the New York Times, President Vladimir Putin of Russia traveled to the Kherson region in southern Ukraine near the front line of the war, a rare visit to occupied Ukraine and one of the closest trips he has made to the fighting, the Kremlin said Tuesday. Mr. Putin received reports from military commanders about the state of the battlefield the Kremlin said in a statement. Moscow did not specify when the visit took place, but Mr. Putin offered encouragement to troops for Sunday's Orthodox Easter holiday, according to the Kremlin. He traveled on a military helicopter to Kherson, according to video footage of the visit on state media. Mr. Putin also visited regional military headquarters in Luhansk, the Kremlin said. Kherson is one of the four regions in Ukraine that Mr. Putin illegally annexed in the fall and declared part of Russia. The Washington Post's latest analysis of the leaked intelligence documents revealed that Egypt paused a plan to secretly supply rockets to Russia last month following talks with senior U.S. officials and instead decided to produce artillery ammunition for Ukraine, according to five leaked U.S. intelligence documents that have not previously been reported. Egypt, though it has a long-standing diplomatic and military relationship with Russia, has for decades been a principal American ally in the Middle East and receives more than $1 billion a year in U.S. military aid. In an apparent diplomatic win for the Biden administration, a new leaked document stated that Egypt shelved the Moscow deal and approved selling 152mm and 155mm artillery rounds to the United States for transfer to Ukraine. 
the documents do not indicate whether Cairo later revived the Moscow plan or whether it had yet supplied the United States with the ammunition for Ukraine. Elsewhere, Politico is reporting that European Union politicians and officials have rounded on the frontline eastern states of Poland, Hungary, and Slovakia for imposing import bans on Ukrainian farm produce, denouncing the curbs as illegal and counterproductive. The three countries banned imports of Ukrainian grain and other food products over recent days, arguing the export surplus had flooded their markets and threatened the livelihoods of local farmers. The curbs have set the group on a collision course with Brussels, while at the same time threatening the EU's fragile solidarity in backing Ukraine's fight against Russia's war of aggression. With the summer harvest season ahead, the situation might get even tenser. Both Poland and Slovakia are heading into national elections later this year, where the rural vote will be crucial. One EU diplomat accused Warsaw of indulging in gesture politics. The situation has come to a head. It wants to send a signal that it's supporting its farmers, this diplomat said, but it's really not the most elegant solution, especially with regard to solidarity for Ukraine. According to the Straits Times, China's economy grew at a faster-than-expected pace in the first quarter, as the end of strict COVID-19 curbs lifted businesses and consumers out of crippling pandemic disruptions, although headwinds from a global slowdown point to a bumpy ride ahead. Gross domestic product grew 4.5% year-on-year in the first three months of the year, data from the National Bureau of Statistics showed on Tuesday, faster than the 2.9% in the previous quarter, and beating analysts' forecasts for a 4% expansion. China's rebound has so far remained uneven as its investment-fueled growth of the past to one now reliant on consumption faces challenges. Consumption services and infrastructure spending have perked up, but factory output has lagged in the face of weak global growth, while slowing prices and surging bank savings are raising doubts about demand. Analysts polled by Reuters expect China's growth in 2023 to speed up to 5.4% from 3% last year. Reuters is reporting that billionaire Elon Musk said on Monday he will launch an artificial intelligence platform that he calls TruthGPT to challenge the offerings from Microsoft and Google. He criticized Microsoft-backed OpenAI, the firm behind chatbot sensation ChatGPT, of training the AI to lie, and said OpenAI has now become a closed source for-profit organization closely allied with Microsoft. I'm going to start something which I call TruthGPT, or a maximum truth-seeking AI that tries to understand the nature of the universe, Musk said in an interview with Fox News Channel's Tucker Carlson, aired on Monday. He said TruthGPT might be the best path to safety, that would be unlikely to annihilate humans. It's simply starting late, but I will try to create a third option. Musk, OpenAI, Microsoft, and Page did not immediately respond to Reuters' requests for comment. Politico reports that U.S. investigators have examined whether the man charged with leaking a trove of classified documents interacted with anyone from a foreign country or government 
before posting it online, according to three people familiar with the probe. There is no clear public evidence that Jack Teixeira, a 21-year-old member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard, held such connections or was part of an organized foreign operation as some U.S. and Ukrainian officials have suggested. It's standard practice for investigators to examine a suspect's potential ties to foreign governments and entities, especially in leak cases, said Mick Mulroy, a former top Pentagon official and retired CIA officer. If they find any foreign links, it would mean the leak is likely even more damaging than believed. It could signify that it was orchestrated by a foreign government or that materials were available to foreign officials well before they became public knowledge. A foreign connection could also open up Teixeira to more charges. In lighter news from the AP, as an ambassador for rats, it's never easy to win over the public. There's that hairless tail, after all. But Runa at the San Diego Zoo is doing her best to counter the bad press. She is one of a handful of such so-called ambassadors showing off the virtues of rats at three U.S. zoos. The rats were provided by a Tanzania-based organization that is training African giant pouched rats to combat wildlife trafficking, detect diseases, and perform other useful tasks. At least twice the size of the common brown rats found in cities, African giant pouched rats, like Runa, are best known for ferreting out landmines and other explosive material on old battlefields in Angola, Mozambique, and Cambodia, earning them the nickname Hero Rats. But rats still have a way to go in winning over everyone. Last week, New York Mayor Eric Adams introduced Kathleen Karate, a former elementary school teacher and anti-rat activist, as his new Rat Czar, whose job is to battle potentially millions of rats lurking about the city. At her first news conference in her job, Karate, standing next to Adams, stated her hatred of rats and vowed to use science to rid the city of them. That's all the news I have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune in to our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.